On today's episode, we are joined by Dr. Corey Stern. She has been helping people restore and optimize their health naturally since 2001. Today, we are talking about natural stress management, and she shares why she is so passionate about utilizing alternative medicine to help people overcome health battles and restore their health. Check out the links in the show notes to learn more from her on her YouTube channel, which has a lot of very good information and little bite-sized videos there that you can learn from, as well as download a copy of her free guide. All of those links are in the show notes. Let's dive in. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is Welcome back to the Food Code. Today we are very excited. We are joined by another guest, Dr. Corey Stern, and she is an alternative uh, functional doctor, and we are really excited. She shares, obviously, many of the same beliefs that Becca and I do as functional practitioners. So we're excited to dive in and learn from her today all about natural stress management. If you guys have been listening, we have been hounding this stress <laughs> topic for the last few, we- uh, few weeks pretty hard. So anyways, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Stern, and let our listeners know a little bit about you and what you do. Well, first, thanks for having me because I was telling uh, you before we started that I really enjoyed listening to your podcast and it's so much more fun to go on a podcast when you like the podcast, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I expect to have a good time. So, yeah. So, um, briefly my, my current scene, I am, um, my, my degree is in chiropractic, but I've been practicing what I, I call holistic nutrition for, uh, most of my career. And that's actually why I went to chiropractic school. I actually wanted to be able to practice nutrition. So I'm in New York, New York state chiropractors, uh, can practice nutrition. So I have a very busy private practice in New York. I also have my own, um, YouTube health channel. So that as I'm sure, you know, is time consuming. And then I have a special needs son. I have two dogs. And I am a widow, and I also travel around the country teaching other practitioners how to do what I do. So it's hard to find time to breathe. So I'm actually an expert on stress from both a personal as well as professional perspective. Um, But my story about how I got into this field is pretty compelling. So it starts really when I was, I guess, conceived as an embryo because my parents were um, toxic eaters and they were putting a lot of uh, toxic substances um, into the cells that became part of who I am, not only through food, but they were both smokers, both cigarette and marijuana smokers. So I basically was made out of, I call it a garbage body. And once I was born, I was continuing to be exposed to these things. I was raised on formula um, and processed food, fast food, garbage food, uh, my whole childhood. And I was always sick as a child. I always had a throat infection, an ear infection, a bladder infection. I was always on antibiotics. And I thought it was normal. I thought all kids were taking this pink bubble gum tasting medicine all the time and chewing on baby aspirin. So 
Um, by the time I was 15, I had a throat infection. I was diagnosed with strep throat that would not resolve. And they kept putting me on antibiotic after antibiotic and nothing was helping. And it was the summertime. I'm a teenager and I was feeling really sick. I was stuck in bed. I couldn't hang out with my friends. And, you know, I got, I got pissed off. Um, because I felt like, you know, I'm being brought to this, this doctor that doesn't know how to help me. And I made this decision that medical doctors actually don't know how to handle people and restore their health. So I decided that I was going to cure myself and I started doing some research. My stepmother was a registered nurse. I was reading all her medical textbooks. Didn't learn anything that was applicable to my situation. But then I picked up a magazine that she had subscribed to called Prevention. And um, it was the only alternative nutrition magazine at the time. This is in the late 70s. I just I just turned 60. Uh, yesterday was my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. 60 years young. So you don't look an age over <laughs> 20. Thank you. I, I used to hear that a lot. And now it's you don't look uh, a year over 50, but I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so I work hard to stay healthy. So I'm reading this magazine, Prevention, and I had this epiphany, something that I never knew, something that nobody ever told me, something that had never occurred to me. And that is that. What you eat affects your health. And I suddenly understood why I was sick and couldn't get better all these years. And um, I decided to change my own diet when I was 15. I was working as a babysitter at the time. I lived in a high-rise building in Manhattan, and I was the building babysitter. So I was making lots of money. Back then, it was a dollar an hour, but I saved it all, and I, I started buying my own food. And I completely eliminated sugar and and, and flour and preservatives. And basically I eliminated processed food from my diet. And um, there was one health food store in, in the neighborhood at the time, if you can believe that, in Manhattan. And they had a, um, a book rack. Remember those, those rotating mm -hmm. racks and paperbacks on them? You don't really see them anymore. And I started to stand in the health food store looking at all the books. And I discovered a book called Back to Eden which was written in the 1920s and it was it is still the herbal bible at every single herb on planet earth and its therapeutic benefit and i was devouring that book i started to buy herbs i started making concoctions for myself and long story short i cured my chronic strep throat um, by changing my diet and taking some herbs and the um the seed got planted in, in me that maybe one day I would be able to help other people the same way, um, restoring people's health using natural nutrition and things that, that God created for us to use to heal ourselves. So it was a little bit of a journey getting there because before I finally got to graduate from chiropractic school, I gave birth to a son with a rare genetic disorder who needed many surgeries, but I persisted and and now, um, you know, I help to restore the health of literally, I don't, I don't know how many, but thousands and thousands of people since I've been doing this, I've been doing this for 23 years now. 
That's awesome. That's amazing. And can we just talk about the initiative that you took as a teenager Mm -hmm. to go and take back your health and figure things out on your own? Like, that is amazing because I think about teenagers today and... Oh, they'd just be too face down into their gaming. They'd go on TikTok and figure it out there. It's it's a different... It's a very different world than when I was... um, that age. I mean, I started working when I was 13. It's just a different world. And I know all the reasons. I know I can see all the reasons why young people are the way they are right now. And it's something that we could actually address when we're talking about stress, because it's not, it's actually affecting everyone, not just young people. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Our world is completely different than it was a century ago and not in a good way, in all of the wrong ways. Right. Um, right it's right. really, really, really scary. So obviously as a chiropractor, you see lots of different people. Um, I'm sure that come to you for different reasons because your chiropractor practice and your health practice touches more than just chiropractor work, obviously. Um, so what would you say are the most common health concerns that you see people walk into your office with? Well, in the past month for some weird reason everybody's walking in telling me oh i have high cholesterol and my doctor wants me to take a statin drug so that's pretty common right now i see a lot of thyroid issues thyroid is epidemic both um hyperthyroid and hypothyroid and autoimmune thyroid like hashimoto's thyroiditis and um, thyroid nodules And we're also now, of course, seeing a lot of immune issues coming up with people who, let's say, were home for a couple of years and avoiding other people and their immune system became weakened. Um, But really, I mean, oh, and a lot of cancer, a lot of, a lot of cancer walking in my door right now. Just more and more uh, every every passing year. And I also understand the reasons why this is happening. So I'm really on a mission to educate people to try to prevent these things from yeah. happening to them. So but what are those, those reasons? Are the, you know, yeah, go ahead. What are those reasons? Well, you know, well, mostly the, the toxic food that people are eating. And number one, I would say um, seed oils. People are, people cook with seed oil all the time and it, it's so, so toxic. I mean, both because of the actual composition of the fat itself, but also because of the way it's made, the commercial process in which they're using hexane and putting all kinds of toxins in it. And I, I really think that is a huge contributing factor. But you have so many other toxins entering into the food system, as you know. You have glyphosate from Roundup, the weed weed killer Roundup, um, and GMOs. There are so many. There are so many chemicals, and even something simple. This has been going on for a really long time. Um, artificial food dyes, especially things like caramel coloring, is it has chemicals in it that are carcinogenic, and people have been eating that in ways that they're just not aware of for for their entire lives. I mean, breakfast cereals have that food dye in it. Um, 
So you start eating it as a young child. Oh, and by the way, infant formulas all have seed oil in them. Mm-hmm. They all have seed oil. Heavy metals, yeah. all kinds yep. of information coming out now about all of the junk in formula. Yeah, yeah. And I think the big thing is that people think of these things independently. You know, we, we, we are very emotional beings. And so, oh, well, I, I just want to enjoy life. Like a burger is not going to kill me. Or, you know, going out to eat couple times a week, like I was on the run, I had no other option or, you know, I, whatever it is, I, I needed a glass of wine at night. And we think of stress as like this noun, like this one thing, whereas stress is this culmination of all of the things. And it's not just an additive culmination. It becomes an exponential culmination. Like these things multiply themselves. And that is where the problem is, is the load, the toxic load on the body that becomes, and like you mentioned in your story, before you were even born. And we've seen this, like the CDC even shows this, that babies and the, the placentas pass the toxicity from the mother to the baby. And the chemicals that babies are born with in their bloodstream is just really, really sad. And so you, we are born in this deficit. And then we just exponentiate that deficit because we continue to consume things because we, we don't, you know, a lot of people, oh, I don't want to have to think about food all the time, or I don't, you know, I just don't want to have to worry about it. I, I just want to live my life. I, and, and unfortunately, if you just live your life nowadays, like your life is not probably going to be a great one. Probably the odds are kind of against us. And that's where I, I truly believe, and I hope that functional health and functional medicine is going to start coming much more to the forefront over conventional medicine. Because I think people the past couple of years, although very sad and horrible, I think have also awoken, if awoken is a word. I think they have, there has been an awakening that has happened. (laughs) (laughs) I think awoken is a word, maybe not in in that particular. (laughs) Um, I think there's, I think, um, yes, I do think that people have started to wake up a little bit. But I think we have a a long way to go because actually Beck and I are podcasting on this shortly later, you know, after this podcast later today, that sometimes when the information is presented to people, it can be so overwhelming that, you know, what's the human instinct? I do what's comfortable. I clam up and, you know, maybe they don't even start to make changes because they don't, they feel so overwhelmed with where do I even begin? And, you know, I think we have to be cautious, especially as, you know, practitioners to remind people that any changes you're making, whether that is your drinking water, adding filters to your home, even if you cannot afford a whole house filtration system, getting out of, you know, plastic Tupperware and things like that and using glass, all of those things are beneficial. I just think that there are some people on social media these days that really make you feel horrible if you can't, you know, afford for some individuals to buy all of the very, very clean things. So that's one thing we're going to talk about later today because it can become toxic when you're so stressed about all the toxins, right? And so just, just doing the things that you can do to make the swaps and eventually you get to that place where you do live a much different life. So hopefully through our podcast, uh, your mission, more people will continue to wake up. Excellent point. And that's actually exactly how I operate. So we, I do something called a gradient, making small, um, confrontable changes over time. 
so that people don't go into overwhelm. And I do that with my patients and I do it on my, on my health channel as well. Um, they're kind of easy to understand, short, uh, very practical suggestions for how you can improve this or improve that, how you can overcome this or that. And people have to, in order for somebody to even show up in my office or on my channel or listening to you, they have to have some kind of motivation. They have to want to feel better. Um, if, if they don't want to feel better, then you can't reach them. And I've had to dismiss patients from my office. I had um, an 82-year-old woman who was a diabetic and she was very symptomatic and she had a very high sugar, high carb diet. And she was really struggling to change it, even the small things. And I said to her, listen, at 82 years old, you, um, or really at any age, but you have earned the right to live your life the way you want to live it. But you have to make a decision. Do you want to just eat whatever you want, enjoy your ice cream um, and your cake, and with knowing that you're risking uh, the the diabetes worsening and you feeling worse and maybe shortening your life? Or do you want to live as long and as healthy as you can and maybe swap out some of the things you're eating for a healthier version? And I said, don't answer me now. I want—I really want you to think about this and come back to me with an answer. It's a valid question. No judgment, no criticism. And she came back to me and she said, I thought it over and I would rather just eat whatever I want and whatever happens, happens. And I said, okay, I totally get that. That's absolutely your decision to make. It's your body. But I don't want you to waste your money coming here anymore because, you know, it's not really going to benefit you. So we, we very, you know, peacefully parted ways. And um, there are people who feel that way. And I've, that was maybe the first one that I had that conversation with. That was when I first started. But since then, I've had that conversation many, many times, um, including when people have a birthday. <laughs> so, you know, we had a family of, of diabetics. Well, the parents were diabetic and the kids had all kinds of health issues. And they were coming to see me as, as a family and they were doing a great job cleaning up their diet. They were all feeling better. The sugars, blood sugars were stabilizing. And then one day they come in and I have everybody submit a food journal on a weekly basis to me. And all their food journals were all full of cake and ice cream and all kinds of garbage. And I said, what happened, family? We were doing so well. And, you know, this, this past week, you started eating bad stuff again. I'm like, well, it's, it was, you know, dad's birthday. And I said, okay, but the, what, is the per, what is the actual purpose of celebrating a birthday? Like, what are you celebrating? You're, you're celebrating your life, the, the fact that you're, you lived another year, that you're still here, right? So why, why do you want to celebrate by eating something that's going to kill you faster? Does that make any sense? Can we find a, another way of celebrating, creating your own ritual? So um, I do that also with people. I just try to gently make them aware that they don't have to do it just because it's always been done that way. And that's the answer you get when you ask people, you know, every holiday holiday you know why do you 
Why do you eat badly on a holiday? Well, it's just what we always do. Or even why? What are you celebrating? Why are you celebrate? What do you celebrate when you're celebrating Christmas? What are you celebrating? Because it's it actually Jesus Christ's birthday is not December 25th. So what are you actually celebrating? You know, I'm not saying in a mean way. I'm just trying to make them sure. think. And then they'll start getting together with family. Okay. What if we found another way of doing it? What if we like got together with family once a month or every other month and didn't have to eat bad stuff? I'm, I'm just saying there are other options, right? So I just try to gently give people ideas for how they can make some changes in something they've been doing their entire life and not thinking about, you know, reflexive actions that people do all the time yeah. as, as humans. I think this brings to mind like a, a book that I just read called The Naked Mind. And so much of it rings true in terms of the subconscious, right? We are, we're born into a world that every thing that you do revolves around food alcohol, sweets, cakes, cookies, pies, right? Whether it's a birthday, we have birthday cake. It's Christmas, you have Christmas cookies. It's Thanksgiving, it's pies, right? Like the list goes on here, Easter (laughs) is candies. And so it's really hard because consciously we can be aware that these things are not good for us, but the subconscious pulls you back in just because this is, like you mentioned, what we've always done. This is always our ritual. Well, change that ritual, make your own tradition now and- let's bake from scratch or do an event that, you know, like I've said to some of my clients, the purpose of getting together is the, you know, the communion with people that you care about, the relationships, that conversation, you know, it doesn't have to be all about the food that you're going to consume or the drinks or whatever it might be. So I love that you push that on some of your clients as well, or just like you said, like gently kind of bring those things in because we just have to think a little bit differently about it. And then it becomes so much easier rather than also thinking I can't have things or I'm restricted. It's that I'm choosing not to eat these things that make me feel badly that I'm leaving exactly. this party loaded and tired. Yeah. Yeah. Making it, I teach people to make a conscious decision every moment. So if you do want to eat something that you know, isn't good for you, just Go ahead and have a little talk with yourself. Okay, I want to eat this. I know it's not good for me. What will happen if I do eat it? How will I feel if I don't eat it? And then decide. So you're a grown-up. If you decide to eat something that's not good for you, then you're taking responsibility for it. But at least that, that process increases your awareness and helps you to change habits slowly because maybe the next time you encounter the same situation, you'll remember how you felt after you ate that thing that wasn't good for you um, a little more readily and make a different choice. So I actually do that myself. You know, I'll go into a health food store and look at the healthy ice cream because I love ice cream and I'll just look at it and go, I really want some ice cream right now. And then I start reading all the labels. and I'm like, no, that, that's too high in calories. Oh, there's too much sugar in there. Ah. Yeah, I don't want it because I know that I'm, I would be sorry if I do it. And I do that really frequently. But the other thing, um, just to, to uh, comment on the people's wanting to do their rituals, wanting the pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving, you can still do that, but you can make a healthier version of it. You know, that's it's not that difficult to make healthier versions of Christmas cookies or 
So that's the other thing that we always um, have handy um, links to healthier versions of things and, you know, sources of nutrient-dense foods where you can actually get it already made. Like there, there's an Amish farm that I can get a very healthy version of a pumpkin pie if I really want it for Thanksgiving. Those um, are a lot more common. Bo- before I forget, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have a link, I have a link um, on, on my website for people to find the closest small-scale family farm with nutrient-dense food mm. that they can access. So that's always something that listeners of this type of show are interested in. Yeah. Um, and then I also have a, a free gift on my website, Everyday Items You Never Knew Were Toxic, which include things like toilet paper. Mm. Chopsticks. And tea bags <laughs> and chopsticks, disposable chopsticks, crazy things. So Yeah. So, you know, I know you mentioned the gradient aspect of like starting really small. What would you say are kind of the most important lifestyle changes that people need to be making that you would start with a client with? So let's talk about water first, because a lot of people are either not drinking enough water or drinking bad water. And, you know, your body is mostly water. So if you're not drinking enough water and you're chronically dehydrated, it's going to be really hard to be healthy and feel well. So that's number one. And then, um, and a a lot of people don't know that caffeine dehydrates you. Caffeine is a diuretic. Alcohol is a diuretic. So if you're drinking a lot of caffeine and alcohol, you need to drink more water. And then finding, like you guys were saying earlier, you can't afford a whole house filter. Um, At least finding the best quality, even even bottled water, if you if you can't find a filter that you can afford. So um, I actually have a video about it on my on my show. Uh, what is the best water to drink? Just to you know, give you water is such a basic thing that is really complicated because most of us are not drinking good water. You know, is so there that, a bottled water I brand that you like best? I like Mountain Valley Spring because it's in glass and it's it's pretty clean. And, you know, spring water is the best water, um, preferably straight out of a spring. Um, or if you have a filter that really recreates the benefit of spring water, which is that it's uh, moving. So it's, it's what we call structured water. Do you know about that? I don't know about the structured term. We, t- we talk a lot about reverse osmosis, like um filters that you can put underneath your sink and stuff like that but i don't know if i've ever heard of structured water so when water is sitting for a period of time like in a reservoir or in a bottle it it the molecular structure of the water changes the the molecules don't line up anymore they become chaotic and that water is less hydrating so I have a filter that restructures the water and puts the, you know, lines up the molecules properly. And it's such a big difference. Like, I don't even want to ever drink any other water because it just doesn't feel the same to me. I just drank some before we started this and I feel so hydrated right now. It's just, it's silly, but I really noticed the difference when I got that filter. So the guy that makes the filter, it's, it's not like a, commercial filter it's not widely available the guy that makes it i actually ended up having him as a guest on my show because 
he's a water expert and I was so um, just really in love with this filter. My dogs too. My dogs drink more water since I got that filter. Interesting. So Mountain Valley Spring, Fiji. Fiji is a good brand. Love Fiji. Um, Evian. Okay. Those are better brands. Okay. Yeah. And what about diet? Is there a specific diet you recommend for people? Is there, what do you typically talk to people about in terms of food? We really just go for um, nutrient dense, clean food, um, not nothing processed. And I like to recommend according to the individual in front of me and the body in front of me. But basically, it's going to end up being something like a paleo type of diet where you're eating good quality protein, um, good quality fat, which is also missing from a lot of people's diets because they don't understand fat. And, um, and that impacts on people's ability to handle stress because your, body, your brain is mostly fat. So if you're fat deficient, you don't handle stress as well. And, um, you know, so maybe some, um, some low sugar fruits and vegetables are according to the body. So some people we need to avoid, you, you talked about it. I think it was your last show. You mentioned lectins, mm-hmm. um, phytic acid, all of those things we try to avoid. So some fermented grains might be okay for people. Oh, I do. Um, I'm a big proponent of raw dairy. Um, good quality uh, raw dairy. It can be extremely nutritionally beneficial to, to people whether that is cow or, or goat or sheep um, or even camel. And um, the Amish farm that I get my food from has all of that. Um, I do well on sheep dairy. Um, my son is a goat dairy kind of guy. So um, I have a, a video with a raw milk expert where we talk about that. A lot of people have a lot of misinformation about dairy because mostly what they are um, familiar with and experienced with is pasteurized dairy. And pasteurized dairy is really bad. And raw dairy can be really good when it comes from a well-fed, well-cared-for animal. And in fact, you know, many indigenous populations before they were contaminated with processed food had raw dairy as you know the backbone of their diet yak milk is so nutrient dense very high in fat and really excellent for fertility that's another thing these these um these animal fats from from good clean animals healthy animals are really important for fertility I'm just, where do you get camel's, camel's milk? I just, you said camel. Didn't, did you say camel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Are there a lot mm-hmm. of camels in America? Or do they ship um, it? They, they have camel farms um, where, you know, it has to be in a certain um, climate. Okay. But yeah, they have camel farms. So I actually, I sell powdered camel milk. Hmm. Um, because it's so therapeutic, it's almost more like taking a supplement than, yeah. than drinking it as, as a food. But my Amish farm sells fresh mm. camel milk, so that's crazy. Yeah, it, it, that's 
It has a lot of health benefits. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I actually was just listening to something yesterday that was talking about the same thing, how milk when coming from a good source is like, is essentially a superfood. Like it is. And you know, that yes. is why I think it bodybuilders tried to get hands on breast milk for a period of time because oh. it was, it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's so amazing for you if you can tolerate it, obviously. Um, yeah, that's, in, that's insane. I've never heard of camels or yaks milk. So I learned something new today and I'm going to have to check it out mm-hmm. on your website. Maybe yeah. we'll have to have, I think having a raw dairy person on would be really helpful yes. as well because it's very, people are just concerned about germs, right? Like, oh, that seems so dangerous. There's no, you know, but people don't understand how regulated stuff like that still is. And same with, you know. Well, that's, that's brainwashing also. That's, I know. I'm sorry know. to say that's the, the yeah, government like, brainwashing people and um. Yeah, so I can hook you up with my raw milk expert if you we want. Might. Um, she's happy to go on different shows to get the word out. She started a campaign called realmilk.com. Ooh. And when you go on there, you can find anywhere in the U.S. Uh, where, raw, where raw milk, raw dairy is available. Certain states, you cannot sell it in a store, but you can buy it from a farmer. Other states, it's legal to sell in a store, so... Awesome. She has like a, a map where you can find the closest source. That is awesome. I also love that she shares yeah. just because I, I looked it up as you said that deaths from milk pasteurized seventy three, raw milk zero deaths. So yes, we would love mm-hmm. to have you connect us so we can have uh, them on our show. So you know, I, I want. She's one of my heroes. Yeah. Um, and obviously, mm-hmm. we have a female audience with a lot of people who are hoping to. Uh, conceive. So I think that, you know, that would be a really good, good benefit for them. So I know that, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about just natural ways to handle stress. If you could give maybe your top three things, we've talked about nutrition, right? We've talked about good quality fats and nourishing the body and feeding, you know, the brain, which runs off of essential fatty acids. What else would you say, you know, for somebody who is just maybe starting out and feels maybe we can go the opposite end of the spectrum here, because we know a lot of people, I'm not stressed. I have no stress in the world. I'm fine. Right. The type A personalities, they just handle it all. They do it all. And they don't think that they're stressed, but their body is like slowly crumbling. And then you have the opposite end of the spectrum where people are so stressed, they're in a tizzy and they are overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. And so nothing really ever gets done. Two questions in one there for you, but what would you say to those groups Mm -hmm. of people? So the number one thing I find in people that are having difficulty handling stress, right? So let's start with the premise that stress is a normal part of life. It doesn't go away, changes form, it changes intensity. It's always there. Um, And the way the world is designed right now, there's just more of it. There's more, there's more things that people are encountering that are not biologically compatible. For example, um, social media is being on devices all the time. You mentioned earlier gaming, but even just walking into a big box store or a pharmacy that you want to buy some shampoo and there's a hundred choices in, in nature, you don't have a one soap for your hair and another soap for your body and another one for your teeth and another one for your, you know, butt. Like in nature, there's 
like really no soap. You have some, maybe some herbs or something that you can use, right? And water. So that, that kind of stress that's just inherent in your everyday life that you don't even realize is happening. And then on top of that, you have the other stressors that people identify as stressful things like money and things like kids and things like, um, uh, let's say, having a, a difficult boss, um, all of those types of things, not getting along with your mom, all of those things. So the number one thing that, that identifying people that are struggling with, with handling stress, where they become overwhelmed, is mineral deficiency. So I mentioned fat earlier because it is very important for brain function. But minerals are the substance that makes the body run. And most people don't know very much about minerals. And I, I usually will ask people when I'm teaching them about it, um, name some minerals to start with, because then there'll be some things that are familiar, like calcium and magnesium and zinc and iron and iodine, all those minerals that people kind of know about. But what do they do in your body? What do they actually do? And people, people don't know. And you know, it, we don't learn about this in school, really. You don't learn exactly what your body is made of or how it works. So if you're eating a processed product diet, if you're um, not eating a nutrient-dense diet, chances are you're going to be mineral deficient. Minerals come from the soil. And commercially grown food is grown in soil that's mineral depleted. So. Uh, Artificial fertilizer is used. The, the minerals are repleted into the soil using, um, you know, poop, right? Uh, horse manure, cow manure. So it's literally your body is made out of soil. Because even when you're eating meat, you're eating the soil that the, mm -hmm. that the animals ate the grass of. So... The minerals are the, the substances that make the different systems motor run, right? I think of it as a key in the ignition that gets everything started. Mm -hmm. So when your body is under stress, your systems are running at a, let's say, a faster rate, a higher, more intense rate. You need more starters. You need more of the minerals. Um, and if you're not eating nutrient-dense food, and you're already mineral depleted, now you're more mineral depleted. When you're mineral deficient, you will have symptoms. And very often the symptoms will be depression, anxiety, nervousness, insomnia, difficulty handling everyday stress. That's when you start to unravel panic attacks. So mineral deficiency can cause other health problems as well and other symptoms. But just in terms of talking about stress, that is the first thing that I'll do with somebody that's struggling with stress is I will start feeding them good quality minerals. So I feed them in the form of changing their diet to nutrient-dense foods, but in the meantime, getting them on some good quality supplements. So I use um, supplements that are made out of whole food. The company is called Standard Process. Are you familiar? 
familiar yep. with them. I would say that standard, have a, standard process uh, was a huge game changer for me. My thyroid antibodies, I think it was at 64 and now they're at 0.08. So it's pretty awesome. Fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I feel like my whole body is made out of standard process supplements at this point. So are my dogs and my son. So um, the, my favorite mineral to put people who are stressed on is called Minchex. And it's specifically to help the body handle stress better. It's, we call it a physiological tranquilizer, but it's not a tranquilizer in the sense that it knocks you out, not like a pharmaceutical tranquilizer. It just helps the nervous system to go from doing to going like this. So we nicknamed, uh, in my office, we nicknamed Minchex Chill Check. So we say like, all right, just take a chill pill now. I have an open bottle in the office. Any of my staff are having a bad day. I'm just like, take some Minchex. And um, I don't think I could live the life I'm living without Minchex. So, you know, I sound like a Minchex commercial, but it's just I've been taking them for years. I love them. I have an anxious dog that loves them. And my other dog is not anxious except when there's thunder or or fireworks. She'll just self feed her self minchex. I'll put them on the floor. She takes as many as she needs. So that's a way of helping bodies to, to be able to deal with stress better. And sometimes I'll do something like that, a mineral along with a fat supplement, like for example, an omega-3 fatty acid or some other um, cod liver oil or some other fat supplement. So fat is like the, um, I say fat is like the, the train that the minerals get on and the fat carries them to where they need to go. So that's how I explain it to patients. So those are the two top stress handling actions that people need to take is some good quality minerals and some good quality fat. And then the third thing is probably if we're going to talk about supplements, I would say, Taking an herb that we call an adaptogen. An adaptogen is an herb that helps your body adapt to stress. So I'm a big fan of an herb called ashwagandha, which is Mm -hmm. specifically for that. So when you're stressed, one of the things that happens is that your adrenal glands start overproducing adrenaline and cortisol. And sometimes after a while, they actually burn out and they're not doing such a good job. Um, secreting hormones anymore. And there's other things that the adrenal glands have to secrete as well. They help to handle your salt and fluid balance. So um, taking something like ashwagandha can help support your adrenal glands when you're under stress. And then in addition to that, making sure you're eating enough good quality salt. Um, I like pink salt, Himalayan salt, but a lot of people don't eat enough salt because they think it's bad for them. And they, and they, especially if they have high blood pressure, you know what? A lot of times high blood pressure comes from having um, too much stress and depleted adrenals. And then your salt fluid balance is off. And then you start eating a little salt and drinking a little more water and the blood pressure actually will go down. So I tell people to start with a quarter teaspoon of salt and eight ounces of water. Um, it can be a game changer for people. I've had patients come to me and say, wow, I, 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 feel, I feel better than I felt in years since I added salt to my water. Yeah. So they weren't eating it. 
Yeah. Salt is a mineral too that your body needs. Yeah. It's so funny. The day that this airs is the episode after we talk about salt and blood pressure uh, because so many Oops. people. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. This is perfect timing. People fear salt. And we talked a lot about the quality of the salt, right? I talk a lot on my Poop Queen account for constipation, you know, using warm lemon water and a mineralized salt, Redmond Real Salt, Celtic Sea Salt. Very, very uh, important for people. So I love that you brought that up to echo what we just talked about on mm-hmm. Monday. So that, that was perfect. And I agree with you. I think, you know, here's one thing. I love that you touched on some of the supplements and I agree with all of those. Um, all very beneficial again for general population, right? Um, people always want to know what supplement I can take. And our first thing that we're always telling them is you can't out supplement a poor diet and lack of management of your stress, you know? So just remind people of that too, like taking time to find calm and getting in nature is really important. She talked a lot about, you know, the ground and the earth and where we get all of these things from. Nature is your best multivitamin. So you got to remember to get out in nature and get get some calm in your life. Get off social media that's toxic. Grass and trees and sun. Sun is really important too. People are afraid of that as well. I do have videos about all of those topics. And also, um, I don't want to forget to mention breathing because taking deep breaths can turn on the relaxation part of your nervous system, right? So there's there's two divisions in your nervous system. The division that turns on when you're stressed, called the fight or flight division, it also turns on when you're alert, awake, exercising, working, doing stuff. And the other part turns on when you're resting and sleeping and digesting and healing. So you can turn on the resting, relaxation part of the nervous system by taking deep breaths. And actually tricking your body into thinking everything is fine and you're not stressed. Even when life around you is chaos, your body can be calm. And I definitely employ that technique for myself on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't sit still and meditate, you can take some deep breaths anywhere, anytime. We share that so much with our with our listeners because it's such it's an easy thing easy to implement it can make a big difference for a lot of people it can calm people down so we totally totally resonate with that one so kind of wrapping up is there anything that you would want like if there was one thing you would want our listeners to take away from today's show what would that one thing be so what you said earlier is that you can't out supplement a bad diet. I tell people supplements are not magic pills. And really, if you're going to give it a percentage, 80% of your health is food. 20% is good quality supplements. 80% at least is food. Your body is made out of what you eat. So if you want a functional body, you want to feel good. You have to start making these changes, even if they're small changes. Being able to eat off a a nutrient-dense, small-scale family farm is the easiest way to do it. Again, I sound like a commercial for a farm, but I'm, I'm not promoting a specific farm. Just any good quality farm that grows their food in nutrient dense soil will make it almost, you know, um, mistake proof. You can't go wrong doing that. You can yeah, absolutely you know, feel better right away. Right and away. 
we will share the link for where you can find mm-hmm. your closest farm. I know there's one right by me, but there's they're always sold out of stuff, which really stinks. It's really hard to get stuff from there. But there are them. There are places all over the country. There's lots of them. You can even I think there's a couple places that you can even order like and have it shipped to you. Um, I have yes. to find those. So, but thank you so much for sharing your story and coming on and giving some extra. Mm-hmm. Much needed information for our listeners. Um, and can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes. So I, my website is easy. It's drcory.com. Corey's with an I, C-O-R-I, drcory.com. And then on YouTube, uh, Dr. Corey Stern, take control of your health. If you just put Dr. Corey Stern, you'll find it. And then on the website, there's links to everything that we talked about. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And you guys just remember, she has a, a free gift. We will put that the link in the show notes. I got that this past week as I was prepping for our interview with you today. And there's lots of good stuff in there. I was surprised by, I shouldn't be surprised by anything anymore, but I was surprised by the chopsticks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is good. I love sushi. So it's like, hmm. Better rethink. Yeah, I eat it with my hands now. (laughs) (laughs) My husband always laughs at me because typically I'll um, kind of grind them together to get off all of the little, you know, splinter there, you know, pieces of wood. And he's like, why do you do that? I'm like, I don't want a splinter in my hand, but yeah, eat it with your hands or maybe a fork. So, but Mm -hmm. thank you. Or buy the, or buy these, the nice um, non-disposable ones Mm -hmm. that you can wash. Yeah. We have a whole sushi making kit. I bet we have a non-disposable pair in there. So, but anyways, Uh thank you so much for having me.